questions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 46 of the DMC podcast with your hosts today, mild-mannered reporter for a metropolitan newspaper by day and Elka Seltzer for the soul by night. It's me, Adam Rigby, <laughs> and my very special guest today, an icon and true legend of health and fitness. He's a husband, father, entrepreneur, entertainer, musician, and author, to name but a few of his professions, but also intense passions. He's authentic, he's energetic, he's effervescent, and he's unrivaled in enthusiasm. He's the incredible force of nature, Mr. <laughs> Bevan James Isles. Bro. I, I think you've undersold me. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah sorry i had to edit it down yeah. i've got limited time on the podcast okay fair enough i'll let you away with that yeah yeah i noticed your doorways are always wider at the top in your place i don't know is that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and humble i forgot to say and humble <laughs> um yeah, yeah and humble. mate how are you how are you i'm I'm, I'm really good, actually. Yep, I'm really good. Um, I'm very busy in my life right now, but for really good reasons. Yeah, fantastic. I, um, I've been meaning to catch up with you for, for a while, obviously. And, you know, in terms of people that have impacted my journey in health and fitness, and, and certainly I put you at the top of the list, like every encounter I found with you was just, just food for the soul, just the inspiration, the amount of energy and intense passion you have for what you do and how that rubs off and everybody have firm memories of doing my first module um, for which you and Amy Styles were part yeah, of. And you, wow. you, back in the day, you kicked the absolute living shit out of us in the physical intensity, but you were the guy that always stood at the door. And that's one thing I take, but it's one thing I took with me on my fitness journey. You always stood by the door mm. and there was always that transaction, that thank you, that time, that moment, that moment of connection that you shared with everybody that entered and exited the room. Mm, mm. Oh, thank um, you. That's nice. Yeah, no, no, fr from the from the heart and soul, mate. And it's really helped me on my journey. That's a true connection, a true spiritual connection that I have, and and a and a and a cherished fitness encounter that's that that I've kept with me. So that becomes mm. the legacy, eh, in fitness. Um, yeah, it's amazing how small things can, you know, the small things you do can have big impact. You know, like I, you know, that's a small thing I've done, but it is something that people notice. Um, and, it, and it's not, I'm not doing it because people notice it. I'm doing it because I want to connect with people, but it's nice that there's a flow on effect and you've had that flow on effect yourself. Yeah. And it, when it comes down to it, as a, as a true connector, like one thing I'm really interested in, like, did you come out of the packet like this? Yeah, totally. So um, I was the kid when we had, like I had a paper run when I was a kid and I was, a, I was the kid who always got the most tips at the end of the year, but B, <laughs> half an hour run took me 90 minutes every night. And, and admittedly, I was, I was dealing with a lot of elderly people. So I'd go into like elderly kind of kind of council flats, really. And, um, and I'd spend 10, 15 minutes with each of the bloody people I was delivering the paper to. And so, and that was when I was like seven or eight. You know, I just yeah. think, and I remember there's this old guy called Bill. And Bill would make me like, like a dinner every night. It wasn't quite a dinner, <laughs> but, it was, you know, and I'd sit and have this, and have the treats for me. And, and I never thought about it at the time. I was just kind of what I did. But you kind of realise as you get older that these people were actually quite lonely. And, and a kid's interaction with them every day was actually that, that probably the only time in their life 
or minimal amount of time in their life where they actually got someone who came and just showed some caring. Now, as a young kid, I wasn't thinking about that, but that poem reflection, but that, that kind of liking being around people was just kind of who I am and always has been. Yeah. Like I say, un- unrivaled in your enthusiasm um, for, for life in general. Like I f- find you're one of these guys that just attacks everything at warp speed and seeing you on a group fitness stage is exactly the same. The energy you emit, and the, the power and the and the passion. Like, where does that come from, mate? Do you know what? I've always been a very high-energy person. Like, you know, from day one, I was always the kid who... My, here's an example. My mum, when we were going home, this is like from, like, five, we'd be driving home. Mum would say, Bevan, get out the car and see if you can race us home. You know, and she'd get me running beside the car all the way home. You know, like, like, I'm, I, like one of my earliest memories is doing this. So... There's something about me which has a lot of energy. And um, it's just a natural thing, obviously, that I have. And there's people like me out there. Like, I'm not the only person who's got lots of energy. Yeah, um, of and then, you know, I, well, once I found fitness, and I've, I'm kind of the 100% guy. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it 100%. And uh, so with that, I know, I, I always just think, I remember years ago, there was this weird, weird member, this guy called, what was his name? I think it was called... Oh, I can't remember what it is, but he was out of place in our world. He, he he had a big, before beards were popular, he had this big beard. He wore the wrong clothes. He was this real kind of, he was also a bit of a space cowboy, a bit of a kind yeah. of a strange character. And, um, but he was also really quite insightful. And, and I remember he said, the thing about you is not many people can give what you give when you're in that moment. Yep. You know, and, um, and I, I found that the highest compliment because I think in, any type of performance, the, the most attractive person is the one who gives the most. You know, you know, you, you look at a rock star at a concert, you look at an athlete in their peak moment. It's, you know, I always think what's attractive, and I think we, in today's world, image is often the thing that's thought of as attractive, but I, I think, you know, someone who's passionate, someone who's knowledgeable, and someone who's willing to give a lot, to me, that's actually way more attractive. And not that I'm, I'm attractive, but I, I some, for some reason, I have this ability to go to that place. Did it take you? Did it take you time? Like when you when you when you found group fitness and and um, obviously blessed the day that you did. Did it take you time to actually to actually embrace that part of you in terms of breaking down the barriers of what will people think of me? Uh, am, I, am I okay? I know I'm a little bit different. Did it take long for you to celebrate that? Or no? To be honest, if anything, that was probably the thing that I had at the start. So yeah. my skills were really poor. Um, all I had at the start was a big personality and lots of energy, you know, and then over time I developed the other sides, but I'd already really kind of gone through my transformation by that stage. Yeah. So I'd already developed myself. Now, don't get me wrong. It wasn't that I had no self-awareness and I had no kind of fear of rejection around it, but that kind of top end, like I remember my first class, my manager said to me afterwards, Bevan, you're not trying to kill them in the warm-up. You know, like it's, you, you know, and it's yeah, yeah, you know, and it's, you know, so I think that side was always the bit I had and yeah. it was actually yeah. developing other sides, which was probably more of a challenge for me. And even to this day, like I was on the radio the other day on The Rock promoting the book and you, and I listened to it afterwards. And I'm like, God, I talk fast. You know, it's like, <laughs> and I don't realize I'm doing it. And um, I'm probably being a little bit quieter today, or slower today for that reason, but you know, that side, I, I've, I think, if anything, I've always trusted that side of myself. Yeah. Um, and it was more the other sides I had to develop within myself. 
we'll be running a version of this podcast at half speed. So for those of you that can't... But I love that about you. And there's, there's this... There's this in, like the, the the intensity that you bring is is not overwhelming it's inspiring right and what i really love about you when you're having a conversation you, you really lean into it we talk about personal space some people can break through personal spaces you know i feel you're one of those people and yeah. and what i love about you in those space you don't the the questions you ask have intent they're not just throwaway and yeah. you also in return you're after deep responses you're not just after moments yeah. of reflection or pa passing like small passing i'm trying to trying to find the right terminology for it but you know you're not just throwing you're not just throwing away compliments you're not just throwing away questions you've got a deep intention to go in and is that a skill you've learned because you're breaking you're breaking through all the bullshit right because that's part of a conversation first there's the small talk but you've got a great way of breaking through that is that something you've learned to do or have you always been just straight uh, to the point i think i've kind of have been but i have learned a lot of skills around communication yeah um so i have I, it's something i'm really fascinated in i think you know when we think about life like for example a lot of people's bad space in their head like their concerns their worry comes from bad communication yeah. You know, it comes from someone saying something that triggers something within you. It comes from not being able to say the thing that you want to say. It comes from not being able to confront a hard moment. And so communication is a really fascinating skill to develop in life. And it's it's really fascinating. It's not a skill we really work on in life. Yeah. Like when we think of schooling, you never get taught how to communicate, do you? You know, like it's, you know, even just the basic thing of trying to understand somebody else's position, it's a really great skill to have around communication. And so as I've kind of gotten older I've definitely had a conscious effort to become a better communicator in regards to particularly because what I've learned is the deeper understanding I can have of you the closer we'll get yeah you know and so because what you it's really interesting when you watch conversations so if you watch conversation if you're kind of just an observer on the side what most people and there's nothing wrong with this but if you can let's say you're at a party and a conversation's happening what tends to happen is it's I just want to share my bit so someone will say, you know, I, I like rugby. And, you know, I like rugby too. And here's my story about rugby, you know, and, and that's, that's cool. Cause what that's doing is it's showing we're similar and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're trying to go a little bit deeper, you've actually got to go, I want to find out about this person, you know? And then, so, and it, it's just often good questions, you know, people yeah. like talking about themselves and if you can get good questions and, and I think one thing you and I always need to acknowledge is that we are in the position of a leader. Yeah, And we're also in a position that we get a massive amount of respect because we're good at the thing that people are bad at. So like we're good at exercise. Most people suck at exercise. We're good at being in front of groups of people. Most people are fearful of being. So for these reasons, we get this kind of high level of respect. And so with that, we get, we get a lot of privilege as well. And, but what's really nice is when you kind of can be open about your own struggles and weaknesses and all the rest of it, that, that, I think because we're in these positions, it almost lets people let their barriers down even more. Yeah. Because you know, I think, you know, they, but, you know, we get put on these platforms, which are unrealistic, but there's also this cool opportunity that comes with that. And then when you kind of say, oh, yeah, I struggle in this area, and they're like, oh, my God, and it gives them permission. And then, you know, and then through good communication and just and just exploring. I, I, love, I love being curious. Yeah. You know, just, just learning about, and that's what I love most about it. Cause I think, you know, what's good about um, non, 
No, what's good about fiction is you kind of get to experience another life. And I also think great communication does that as well. Yeah. You know, like if you read a good book, you're really kind of experiencing somebody else's life. Well, great communication, if you really think what's it like to be this person in that position, you actually gain, gain a deeper insight into life. And as much as I might not get to live your experience, at least I'll get a perspective that maybe I wouldn't have seen before. And I think that's really powerful. And then if you understand that I am seeing you, then there's, we have this really cool bond. And I think that's a really special thing. Yeah, why is those? Why is there so much fear around that? Because I guess there's levels of intimacy, eh, in terms of conversations. Mm-hmm. And intimacy yeah. is a funny word. Like, like intimacy is can be as simple as a conversation. The comfort just yeah. to even hug someone or hold someone's hand or uh, a hand on the shoulder versus extreme levels of intimacy. Of course, yeah. why do you think people shy away from even the the lowest level or or entry level intimacy? I think it's a trust thing, isn't it? Yeah, You know, I, th- I think of anything, the world has not given me many opportunities not to trust people. Yeah. You know, like I, I've been very fortunate in life. I've never had anything that's scarring happened in my younger years. You know, like yeah. I can't imagine if you've had sexual abuse or stuff like that. It, it, it's a much bigger journey to build trust in other people. Um, and even people just treat me well. Like I can't remember anyone saying something mean to me into my face. They might talk shit about me behind my back, but <laughs> at least into my face they're nice about me. And um, and so it's very easy for me to trust people. So it's very easy for me to go to a place of intimacy because I have that trust. And, yeah. I, and I think that when you, you know, we look at great relationships and what great relationships have is they have trust. Hmm. And, and, and when we talk about trust, is that kind of, there's a few layers to it, but one of them is I trust you'll be there for me. You know, when I need you, you're going to be there for me. And it's a really great thing for a relationship to have. Like you and I were talking about some of our children, our, our kids' struggles before we push record. Now, what you've installed in your children through their struggles, and, and, hope, and same me with Tyler, my daughter, is that it's unconditional, man. We're here. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a really important thing to have in life. And I think, and I'm no expert on intimacy, but I think maybe people who struggle with intimacy probably struggle a little bit around trust as well because I remember a really good example actually I remember when I was younger one of my best mates called Jared he'd never really had the deep girlfriend he'd never really gone you know all in he was a bit kind of not quite you know kind of standoffish and then he met this girl and he did he went all in absolutely fell in love with her and and it was going awesome and then she had this ex who she kind of hadn't let go of and like three or four months later it fell to pieces and he never loved again like well in the the 10 years I knew him for afterwards like it's been a long time maybe years since but and that moment where he trusted himself to go to a place of being totally intimate with somebody, he got scarred. And I think that's probably got something to do with it. And so for those people who are really struggle with intimacy, I, and I always think when we're trying to develop people, you've got to think about what are your success points. So, you know, like, you know, you and I, we're really comfortable being intimate. We're really comfortable being touchy. You know, we, this, so if, if you're struggling to, you know, just even open up a little bit to someone, you shouldn't be aiming for our level. You've, yeah. got to, you've got to go, okay, what's 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 something that's a little bit risky, but I know I can do. And then to learn to sort of, that, you know, that's development pathways, isn't it? But yeah, I think, to me, I think it's probably mainly about trust. Yeah. Yeah. Trust. What are your thoughts? I think you're bang on, mate. I, I think you're bang on. And, and without the ability to ask, ask those questions and, and, slowly build that level of trust and obviously consistency is a key component too right not mm. being there once but being there all the time yeah. but 
getting getting to know people on a different level, cutting into some of the deeper stuff. If if you ask the right questions, you'll be able to see where they sit yeah. in terms of how they approach life, maybe experiences that they've had. Some things can yeah. come up real real quick. Yeah. Um, I find the most powerful tool for me, obviously, is just being there and and showing that I'm listening intently. Mm. And that's a communication thing again, isn't it? Yeah. And I think people you know, like, like for you and I, mate, people just assume that we haven't had hard times before mm, because, mm. We're lo- because we're like this. A lot yeah. of the times this level of energy and enthusiasm and lust for life is built on some bad experiences, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my story is I was a total dropkick and I turned my life around, you know, and, and there's many people out there like that, you know, we've all got a story. You yeah. Know, and it's a human experience. Yeah, and no, I think at both ends of the scale, eh, people t- people take that gra- for granted, but it's it it it, it deserves so much acknowledgement of yeah. where are you in your journey, where have you come from, and one thing that people aren't great at is acknowledging that that was part of their story, and necessary or not, it's crafted them into who they are. You know, where there's some total of moving parts and experiences, and that gives yeah. us knowledge, gives us confidence, helps us lose trust at times, and build trust in other people. Yeah. Also, uh, I was just thinking, as, you, as we're talking here, I think another thing that's really important for trust is your own integrity. Like, yeah. you're never going to hear me. I never say bad things about people. Yeah. I might, I might say things about certain things they do that, you know, you know, but you're never going to hear me just be the gossip shitting on people. Yep. You know what I mean? You, you, you're never going to, I'm never not going to betray your trust. I'm never going to, if you tell me something, I'm going to tell anybody else. Yep. You know, so there's kind of a certain level of integrity you need within yourself to actually gain the trust as well. Because if 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 I know you, I'm going to tell you something intimate and then I turn around the corner, you're talking to someone else telling them that, you know, so there's kind of a bit of integrity within self that comes with that as well. Because if people learn, this person's going to keep what, you know, within this kind of bond we have, that comes with that as well. So I do think that's probably an unwritten or probably also is really important as well. It's that catching, and it doesn't mean I don't want to gossip, and it doesn't mean there are times where people who do frustrate me and I maybe not like aspects about their personality, um, that I may want to say something about it, but I just kind of have this thing, if I don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all, or address it with the person. I'll be on that. Yeah, 100%. You know, I'll address it, and I I will do that because I think that's being a leader, that if I've got an issue... If I'm going to tell someone else, the first person I have to talk to is you. Um, yeah. And I have done that quite a few times in my life. Yeah, and, and the only way we can improve as a group, as a team, um, as a community, is talking about these things. You yeah. know, I, I'm a firm believer. I talk to the to the uh, group fit cycle team, wider cycle team. Let's not talk about each other. Let's talk to each other. Let's open a, yeah. a chain of communication where, you know, if we see things that are happening that we don't understand, let's talk about it. Let's flush yeah. those kind of things out that's how we build a relationship because at the end of the day not everyone's going to think and feel and do as we do we're not necessarily going to understand but as you've said asking the questions to helping you understand puts you in their mindset yeah and then go back to that integrity thing like it's easy to gossip it's easy to talk behind somebody oh, yeah yeah you know it's, it's actually hard to bring it up and i think that's why we go with the easy option i think you know like if you have someone's done something that's pushed you the wrong way uh, or just whatever, to actually go and talk to that person about that is really tough. And it does take great communication skills, especially to do it with good intent, you know, and to do it in a way where you can both work together. There's a real kind of process, and most of us don't do it. Like how many people have, and, and I've done this too, I'm far from perfect, but, you know, that thing you know you need to bring up and you'll do it tomorrow. 
yeah. you know, but tomorrow never comes, you know? And, and so it's that, that ability to have that integrity within yourself to actually, I was, I was listening to a podcast today and a guy was talking about how in the past he was a real cheat. Um, and ultimately he realized it was just, he was afraid to break up with his girlfriends and he knew yeah. he just needed to grow up. You know, he just yeah. needed to be a man and go, you know what? I've got to be a man up in this situation and just confront a hard conversation instead of being a horrible person to try while trying to avoid a situation that I didn't want to go through. So, yeah, I think integrity is a really important part of it. Yeah. And integrity can be contagious too, right? So I, I view myself as probably like you do too, a defender of integrity because if people see you behaving a certain way, yeah. that, beca- that becomes the norm. Yeah. So well, and I, I think the other, th- the other benefit as well is people act like people don't really act like shit around me. Yeah. I say this with my runners. I say, when I see you guys, you're always awesome. You know, and, and you might be shit people outside this environment, but in our world, you're awesome. And, and I don't know, I'm not saying that I'm the total reason for that because there's a culture and all the rest of it, but um, I think we do, people will hold themselves to higher standards. We kind of hold our standards to that level when we're around them. Um, yeah, it's, 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 there is a flow on effect, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Mate, I'd, I'd love to talk about actually the, the extra mile runners, which is yeah. which is a, a group of people nationwide um, that you and your lovely wife have built from, from the ground up. Um, and it's been replicated in many ways, I guess. But the true recipe for success for you is just that passion f- for people and having having had the fortune of myself of experiencing what it is to be a coach. Yeah. It was a real snapshot for me because inside group fitness, you see people that are highly motivated and step into that gym with a second thought, right? The gym membership is nothing to them. They're just right. I'm in. It's what I do. I go in and I Yahoo and I move with people. Coming into an environment where all people wanted to do was just have the ability to gain a little bit of confidence and move, even if it was for a kilometer, that would would never even consider or have considered stepping into a gym because it's basically quite frightening for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's more than frightening. They, they, they're paralyzed by it. They don't. They can't even go into the environment. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, well, and this is what was really fascinating because I'd started the half marathon group and um, we thought, let's try this 5K group. And I just instantly realized I actually don't know how to help these people, you know? like, And, and I won New Zealand there three times. I was a big global superstar. And then I was like, oh my God, I actually don't know this experience, you know, and it was, and luckily we figured it out, but it was, um, it was, it was that thing of empathy again, wasn't it? It was, what was it like to be that person, you know? And I think it's a really cool thing to do in life because I think we all live in these bubbles of our own world, you know, and, and depending on what your world is, that's kind of how you experience life. And again, when we, you know, and at that time, if you'd said to me, are you great fitness instructor? I said, mate, I'm awesome. And, and not, you know, not being cocky, but the evidence just showed that I was really good as a fitness instructor. But I was awesome in one part, but actually I was pretty crap in another part, you know, and, and then once you start to go, okay, well, this person, what are the, what's the problems they've got? Well, they're vulnerable, um, they're insecure around exercise. They actually really struggle with exercise, both physically and mentally. Um, when they start, they make every mistake possible. And I, and I love this one is, they have a history of failing. It's not that they haven't tried. They've often tried many times and they've failed many times. And it's really, it's really important you don't forget that. Because I remember, years, here's a funny story. So years ago, my mates, we go camping every, we go down Monica, down in Glen Bay every year. 
and my mates all got boats. I'm not really a boat person, but they all got boats, and they're good mates to have at Christmas time. And they love going water skiing. And the first year, it was quite a cold day, and I'd never water skied in my life. And I'm, we're, we're athletes, you know, like we tend to pick up movement endeavors pretty quickly. Well, I couldn't stand up. And it became a bit of a joke between the crew. Oh, I was finding I can't do something in physical, you know, they kind of give me shit about it. And then the next year, tried again, I couldn't stand up. And then for the next three years, I didn't try. Now, I'm a fitness professional who's fit as, who picks up things. And even I quit after two tries of feeling like a failure. Yeah. And the fourth year I tried and I finally, four years later, I finally tried and I picked it up. But even that day, I was, I was sitting on the bank, you know, okay, have some courage, have some courage. You know? <laughs> now, I, I rocket exercise, I rocket movement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not overweight, vulnerable around exercise. And then, and I struggled in that way. So, what if you are somebody who hasn't moved in a long time, has feels like you're really failing with exercise, and have tried and passed and failed in the past? There's not much room for success in that first moment. And that's where, like with our group, the most important first session is that first session because they have to walk away from that first session going, oh, my God, I did it, and feeling good about that. Yeah. You get that first session wrong, it just it just reinforces their history, and, and they'll just fall away. But if we can, and, and to be honest, the whole journey of Get Up to Five, it's, it's a physical journey, but it's really managing the emotional journey. And what we're really trying to think about is how do we guarantee they have wins every session? Now, it's not that they will always have wins, but we want to have as many wins as possible because if they win, they will keep coming back. And yeah. Whereas if they if they fail, particularly if they fail two or three times in a row, you'll lose them. So what we've got to do is we've got to make sure the exercise is a level where they're not going to fail. We're going to teach them all the things around the head game to help them be successful. And we're going to guide them through that journey. Now, we're really good at this. We've kind of figured out how to do that. Yeah. Um, but it was a real learning curve for me. Do you think like, I mean, success in modern society, do you think it's it's too much the top of Everest where, you know, success success is relative to where we are in our journey in life, right? Success for some yeah. people is getting out of bed in the fucking morning, but yeah. yet we view everything else as a complete failure because we're bombarded with these visions of high achievers, billionaires, yeah. playboy lifestyle. I think online, we're a little bit better about expressing more especially the high achievers, the failure rate, the, le the level of intensity and consistency that it takes to, to fail repeatedly to be successful rather mm. than just showing the absolute peak. How, how, do, you, how do you assist people in, in helping them redefine what success means? Do you, have, do you find so, you have to do that or does it find itself? No, you definitely have to do that. And, and I think the most important thing is, is you've got to get clarity about where they are right now. And I think that's the biggest problem because I think what happens is people want to create change and they just think about the end result they want with no consideration of where they are right now. You know, yeah. And that leads to lots of big problems because they get plans that are way too ahead of them. Because when we think of it, let's look at the exercise journey. When we think of the exercise journey, to go from nothing to stage one, let's say, it's 10, let's say you and I are level 10, of exercise and we are you know we are level 10 you know we're kind of hardcore exercisers been doing it for years we'll, we'll do it till the day we die so and then you're level one well when we think of the skills you need to develop to be go from nothing to level one there's both practical and emotional skills you need to develop to be that person and like for you and i we 
we've forgotten those skills long ago because they're so ingrained in us, you know? And I think what happens is when people finally have a moment where they want to create change around health and fitness, they think of the outcome they want, but they don't think about where they are on their journey. And like when I was writing my book, this is the real key thing I want to focus on was what are the skills both practically and mentally they need to develop in themselves as they work through bringing exercise into their lives. And so like, if you're, if you're like a zero of exercise, what are the grade one skills? And then how do we actually make sure you're focusing on the only those skills at this moment? And it's not to say that you can't become a grade 10, but it's probably unlikely you're going to get to grade 10 without doing one, two, three, four, five, and six, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, and I just think that a lot of people, when they start any change is they don't do enough assessment of where they are right now. And then what they then do is then they try to do growth spurts that are just way unrealistic. And they're not really considering the skill sets they're trying to learn around how they're going to develop themselves. And it was interesting, you were talking about, um, you know, the kind of the Everest thing. Well, to me, the, the thing we've got to think about is the real, the real thing is, is am I someone who's always willing to grow? You know, and, and because the Everest is never really there, you know, yeah. like, you know, there's, you get, you know, we always say, you know, does running get easier? Well, it doesn't because you try to go faster, you know, like, you know, so, and so you, you sure, you know, if you go back to the beginning of your running journey where you're doing nothing, going back to there and doing what you did feels easy. But what happens is you get a little bit better and you want to improve. And so, it, it, but the, the, I think the real the way to look at it is I'm not really trying to hit a peak. I'm trying to be someone who's willing to develop myself long term in life. And if you can kind of get those, understand where I am right now. And then wise growth points that you can actually succeed in that are giving you the right foundation. There's a much higher chance you're going to stick at it and feel successful along the way. Yeah, that that, that expectation that things are going to get easier is interesting because I actually shared a post from a from a, an American coach yesterday on Instagram. My cousin, who's a ex professional golfer, oh, wow. um, posted it, and it was you know that this this is the issue that he, she was addressing a group of young athletes, basketballers, saying. The issue is we're expecting it to get easier and it never gets easier. No. We just get better at dealing with adversity. Yeah. You know, we get yeah. better at doing hard things, but it'll never get yeah. easier because at a level, you're right. When you start running, you get a little faster. You just want to run faster again. Yeah. 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 You want to evolve, don't you? Yeah. Same you with know. the high intensity. Intensity is relative to where you are in your journey. So one yeah. person's max intensity on day one of a workout versus someone who's doing it. Yeah, been doing yeah, it for exactly. five years repeatedly. It's all max intensity, but at way different levels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 as I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? Is that having the courage to be someone who evolves? I think it's you know, like I'd like to think you know, I always talk about how in today's world, youth is sold so much. You know, if we think of the Instagram, you know, the, yeah. the social influences, as you know, youth. Is, and it's probably not just today's world. It's probably always been the case that youth is sold. And nothing wrong with youth. You know, it's, it, to be honest, it's, you know, it's an interesting time in your life. But the thing we should be selling is wisdom and, and evolution. Yeah. You know, that's what we should, you know, if, we, if we're going to hold anything up, it's the people who continually evolve and, and have, you know, kind of develop themselves long term. Because it's that kind of thing of like, if I'm willing to continue to grow, man, what's 10 years going to look like? Yeah, you know, like how cool is that? Like that's the kind of shit you want, you know. Like, and and I'll look older then, but who gives a crap if I know this much more about the things that are important to me in my life? And I just think one of the most important things is we need to then look for evolution and growth, and then put ourselves in situations that allow us to do that. Um, both, you know, align with where we are on our pathway. 
and I think I think pushing out of as I look at the de decade after decade and and com comparative to a parents generation too, you know it was this is you, this yeah. is the box you're in, this is your profession for life until you retire. Everything had a time stamp on it. Yeah. Whereas we're becoming so great at diversifying and pivoting. Mm, you know, yeah. life has life has many pivots. I've actually been. We were talking about um, how, how things are going. You know, and and for me, uh, definitely on the upswing with a lot of great, fantastic things that are that are happening. And I think energy perpetuates energy. You start to good things start to happen as a byproduct of your own level of energy and intensity. Yeah. And expressing gratitude for those opens up other opportunities. And I actually got to a stage, bro, to be honest, where I was out and I just, it was a moment where I was just grateful to the universe where I actually just a moment where I actually said, thank you. Wow. That's cool. Which was kind of weird that I got to that point. It was on a bicycle, of course, because it, it just liberates my mind and my body when you're out in nature as a positive environment and yeah. a great experience to be able to express thought. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, man, what an, what an incredible patch, what an incredible period of life. Can I ask in that moment? Because one thing I, I've, I've learned, because I do a bit of mentoring, kind of, kind of business mentoring for kind of high level people, and one thing I've learned is I know I've done a good job when someone says I just feel like I'm being me. Yep. So in that moment when you're thanking the universe, did you just feel total alignment? I guess it's everything made sense. Okay. Right. I I think for for a long time in life you resist a lot of the stuff that happens yeah. like you can't make sense of it you think that that yeah. things are conspiring against you yeah and even positive things you know it's yeah. the why me yeah and all i did all i did my shift really was focusing on being the best version and i've talked about it before not stop continuously trying to compare myself to other people and where they are in their journey or yeah. trying to replicate where they are or be what they are or have what they have just yeah. be the best possible version of myself in each and every moment and see what and see where that leads yeah and it's, a, it's actually quite a hard thing to do about isn't it to not do the comparison it's real hard mate yeah. honestly it's real hard because we're drilled yeah. we're drilled into it we are I mean, in, in group fitness, you've always got your, your, you see your instructors that you're inspired to do, depending on what you aspire, yeah. what level you aspire to do. And you yeah. see, you see that as the benchmark and the assessment is, well, I need to be like that. Yeah. Um, that, you know, the more I talk to the likes of the Glenn Ostergaards and stuff, he's just been authentically true to himself, which is inspirational yeah. for me to hear. He said, bro, I'm just out there being myself. I love this yeah. shit. Yeah. I love it. And the, mm. every opportunity I have to embrace moments like these just fills my cup. And I'm like, I need to learn from that. And I just I need really to be authentically myself. And, and also doing that thing of catching the moments. Yeah. You know, because perspective is everything really, isn't it? You, you know, like I coach our runners sometimes in winter mornings, it's horrible raining. And, and I just go, man, I'm, I'm so privileged to be out here in, the, in this crazy weather in the morning. Whereas I could be going, oh, my job sucks because it's so cold and wet and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's there's always two sides to the coin, isn't there? And it's that that ability to kind of, you know, understand the perspective that puts you in the better place, is, is, and, and consciously at times putting it in, because sometimes you do need to consciously put it in. It's the it's the old running from the rain type analogy, eh? You know, when it starts mm -hmm. raining, and we're we're so conditioned to running from it, but just yeah. there's something about just standing in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> feeling life, eh? feeling, feeling life, feeling that water hit your skin. Yeah. 
and 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 enjoying the force of the force of nature and i think there's gravity in those moments too because it makes you realize you know you're just a small little speck on the planet but you still have yeah. impact everything you have the flow and effect we talk about the bubbles that we have and we interact and i believe you know my my purpose is to invite or make make everybody that comes into the bubble feel welcome and a part of something rather yeah. than rather than this impenetrable skin that they can't feel as though they can walk through yeah I think my purpose is for everybody that walks into an environment that I'm responsible for to feel welcome, to feel cared for. Yeah. Um, that's that's my purpose by by far. Just to, it's really just, important, isn't it? Because what oh, do you think that gives people? Just that, just confidence, courage, yeah, peace at times, mm. power. Mm. Um, it's I I think it's empowering and uplifting to see someone who's been authentically true to themselves. Mm. I also think it gives them a sense of belonging. That's you know, important, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fire it, man. It's so important. But, you know, like, it's so important, you know, to feel a sense of I belong to something is, it, it's, it's a human trait. You know, we, we all need it. And you're the king of community, eh? Because I look at the, I look at the class experiences that you have, the, the, and everybody's on board. I don't think there's any class in the country slash nation that has the buy-in where you'll see a class with you where everybody's dressed up. Yeah, yeah, they do get into it, don't they? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's interesting, actually, because I've been reflecting lately and I think I could do a better job. You know, like, it's interesting. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I commit a certain level, but there's more I could commit. Now, there's, there's only so much you can commit. Um, but even I've been doing reflection on my business recently, and we talk about our business, our values being growth, community, and fun. You know, that's, that's what it's about. And I think we've done a really good job. But if I were to really challenge it, there's actually a lot more I could do. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's kind of where I'm starting to put my energy now is, okay, what are the next things? You know, like, I, you know, what is that next level that makes people feel a deeper sense of belonging? You know, um, and, and, and then where's my commitment to that? You know, and what would that look like? And and that's I love this idea of that you are intelligent as long as you put the right questions in front of yourself. Like the yeah. thing is, we're all good problem solvers. Yeah. You know, like when, when you're when a friend of yours talking about a problem in their life, we have the answer, don't we? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always have that, and the, our answers are often pretty right. You know, and so the, I, I fundamentally believe people are intelligent, and. And I get that some people maybe struggle, but you know, generally speaking, we're all pretty intelligent. And the thing we've just got to figure out is what's the right problem for me to be solving. Yeah. And then if you put the right questions in front of yourself, you'll problem solve those questions. And so like me with, with our runners right now, we've got a good community of people. It's a really great group. But they go, well, if we're going to take community to the next level, what would we do? You know, and now my head's starting to go, oh, shit, well, you know, and because I put that question in my head, my head will find the answers. And yep. I just, I trust my intelligence, but also trust the intelligence of people around me, that it is just helping yourself see the right problems to solve and then using the right questions to help put your focus on the solutions that will help you through. Um, yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah. I, I just believe blogging is so important. You know, yeah. I think that's yeah. one of the biggest problems today. And the wonderful thing when people walk in an environment like 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 for you, you're you're a beacon of light, right? And what you do, it's not inadvertently there's purpose and the method to the to the madness and the chaos. But what people don't understand is they in turn become a beacon in their communities and their family. Yeah. So a lot of the times, you know, how how many uh, you know a lot of people listening for the first time when you're getting up at five a.m. and people just think you're 
absolutely nuts. It's the best kind of nuts you can be. It's the yeah. most wonderful, uplifting type of crazy you can yeah. be. And it's inspiring. And what I love is that rubs off as well. You're placing these little mini beacons, these little mini versions of you, empowering people to be that beacon, to have the confidence yeah. to say, look, I'm loving it. And look at the difference. Because you can't be with, that. Oh, sorry, go, bro. Uh, oh, no, no. The other thing with that kind of that morning thing, I, I have this thing, I want to be the dog in your life. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, I'm not, I'm actually not a pet person. I, the story is I had a dog when I was younger and it died and I never really, had, so I've never really had, I actually don't have connection to animals. I love yeah. kids, kids and people I love, but animals, I just don't have that thing. I get it. We've got a, we've got a cat. My wife loves the shit out of a cat. But the reason people love dogs, because dogs always want you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You come home, who's happy to see you, your dog? You know what I mean? And that's one of the key reasons. Now, there's obviously more reasons, but one of the key reasons is, and so I want to be the dog in people's lives. I want to be, when, when I see you, you want to feel, man, this guy really happy to see me here. And not that I'm faking it so you don't want to come to my class. Like, I, yeah. I'm genuinely yep. happy that we've got this moment together. Um, and I just think it's easy to put that energy out when you, you know, we all want to be wanted. You know, and so if you're going to have people in your life who actually make you feel wanted, that's that's pretty and if you can choose to be a person who makes other people be wanted then that's and that's what you do isn't it yeah but but and for us i guess it's take it takes time to to sit authentically in that and have, have a genuine intention to learn like say curiosity is the is is a game changer yeah. and, embra- and embracing curiosity not being afraid to ask questions whether yeah. they be simple or complicated yeah. You know, in a classroom, it's to sit there with your arms folded because you just don't want to ask the question or, yeah. or you don't answer it because you don't want to be called stupid. out for it. Yeah, yeah you don't. Yeah. You don't want to look stupid. Um, yeah. I love being in a position where I can ask a question, and and if you don't know the answer, how are you going to find out? Yeah, yeah. And again, it's the courage to grow, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm worried about being a fool. You know what? I don't mind being a fool as long as I'm learning here. You know, it's that it's that courage to to progress forward, you know, and I think this is, yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest things we're going to get to happening in life. Do you want to be a mushroom or do you want to be a sunflower? Mate? <laughs> oh, <I don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't look like you can't beat the energy that, that authenticity brings eh? and I think just allowing people to embrace and, f- and find some piece of energy and then feel more like themselves and start to move in a different way and gain a little piece of confidence. Yeah. You know, for yeah. me, and, and, for me is everything. Yeah, and I think that's that's why I love fitness because fitness changes lives. Yeah, you know, when you do get someone who hasn't got fitness in their life and they can manage that part of that journey of bringing it in, it's it's transformational. You know, yeah. like it really changes lives, and 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 not just because they're healthier and fitter. They they build character. They build the the, the thing of the thing I love about growth is growth equals possibility. That when I grow, I suddenly think. I can do more, you know, like when, when you bring any year of growth into your life, what it does is it opens, it's almost like you go up to a higher level and you can see more that you could see before. And that's one of the beauties of growth is that growth gives you the possibility, the ability to see more possibility in self. And so, and that's why exercise is such a great journey for people who aren't exercising to go on because it's so empowering and it's so rewarding and so opens up their, their possibilities. You know, you, you, the great, one of the greatest compliments we get is, Bevan, I'm much better at work because I'm doing this running thing. Or I'm much better at this other thing in my life because I've brought exercise into my life. And yep. what's happened is they've done something that's challenging for them, but they've managed well. And they go, shit, if I can do this, I can do this over here. And what we've done is we've helped them open up possibility. And it's like, 
if you are willing to continue to grow, that you can't even see the possibility you can see in the future. You know, and that's really exciting, eh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're, we're designed to evolve, right? If, if human beings as a species weren't designed to evolve, you and I would still be bacteria rubbing yeah. together in a puddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So the process yeah. of evol- yeah. evolution, the movement, and why I know that we are designed to move and our bodies love us moving is the chemical responses that flood through our bodies after a great yeah. exercise and a great workout. And body yeah. attack's a great example because I, yeah. I stand in wonder watching people flood out of body attack classes like they are on another level yeah. the level of conversation the energy the smiles it's something yeah. truly great about group fitness and if you haven't done it just go and stand at the back and watch a class you yeah. know be a be a part of that energy and i guarantee you just get inspired to move in some way yeah yeah you're right you're right and it's that thing of our body rewards us for for the things that are great for us yeah you know like you know you do feel great about yourself after exercise you know you do get that buzz you know like it's our body wants us to do it you know what i mean like it's it's kind of trying to encourage us to do it through the way it rewards us isn't it yeah i had a, yeah. I had a guy in the in the um change rooms actually after class because i do a double class uh wednesday nights with a, a sprint and rpm double yeah and i love it so much just the, the amount of people that come in the diversity and the the, the level of connection that we're we're able to achieve as a as a group in a community it's yeah. awesome and there was a guy in the in the bathroom he was asking a, a guy what he did and he was talking about the class and the cycling experience and he said oh you know i i was going to go do it but my seat was taken so i went and did uh body attack for the first time and it's like oh my god my body is just and i said well they call it attack for a reason yeah. <laughs> isn't it isn't it amazing that your fitness journey has actually given you the confidence to step into an environment where you had no idea what you were doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that you're in it, that you're in a environment in a building um, and within an organization that has so many options for you. Yeah. Yeah. But you really couldn't cool do way. what you wanted to do, but all you had to do was step through another doorway. And, and, and be willing to be the person who's going to do that. Yeah. That's really cool. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, yeah. so I, so I love that. You know, I love the opportunity to actually give people a level of confidence. Whereas, like we say, that people have a fear of even setting foot outside a door and looking up and seeing that sign yeah. can be can be so so very hard for them. Seeing the seeing the um, the marketing material that potentially yeah. isn't designed for them, but when they get inside, there are true there are people who truly are connected and care yeah. at a level that they would never expect. Well, that's so like this book I've written, it's um, that's what I'm trying to address is, is how do they win those first steps, you know? And so, for example, so the, the book's called I Will Make You Passionate About Exercise. And basically, yep. I basically there's 10 baby steps in it. And what I'm really, because when, when, when you look at people who have a lifetime love of exercise, what are they? There's, they see a common traits. First of all, they prioritize the exercise in their life. Secondly, they've got a movement they love. You know, they've got a movement they love. Thirdly, they've got a community in that movement. Yep. You know, you know, they've got a community in the movement they love. Fourthly, they go on growth pathways. They have these growth moments. They have these kind of, you know, they'll do a challenge, you know. Then then they when they learn through the challenge and then they kind of reflect upon that challenge. And and then what starts to happen is they their identity tells them they're an exerciser. You know, that you know, you and I, if we're not exercising, we feel dissonance. You know, like I actually haven't had, I have a day off a week. We'll go for a walk. But other than that, I haven't missed, I haven't had two days of exercise. Well, I had a back operation last year, but outside of a back operation in 20 years, 
Now, I've got a health, I'm healthy. When I check, I was probably a little bit unhealthy with it. I'm healthy with it nowadays. But if I don't exercise, I, I feel agitated. You know, like, yeah. it's, you know, I feel like, you there, mate. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And also, I see myself as an exerciser. So these are the things that people who love exercise all share. So the question I had to think to myself is, well, how do I get somebody who's not there? How do I get those things in their life? And then how do I layer that? And so like the first chapter, the first thing they need to learn is basically each chapter has a story, a lesson. Then there's actually a challenge because what I've learned is change happens from experience yeah, or, or inner belief happens from experience. So I could tell you, you can do it. But actually, it's not till you've experienced a new version of yourself where you'll believe it. And I learned that from my Get Up to Five group. So we have people who join Get Up to Five. They don't. They join us because they see we've helped people like them. Most of them join thinking they're not going to run five k. Most of them think they're going to fail. Then after about six weeks, they that it's an eight week program. After about six weeks, they come up to me and say, "Bevan, you're not going to believe it, but I see other runners and I think I'm like them." And what's happened there is they've shifted their self-perception. Yeah. Because now when they see someone on the street running, they think, I'm, I'm one of those people. And, and what we've done, and why have they gotten to that place? Well, they've had these experiences for the last six weeks, which is shifting their inner belief about themselves. So when we think about the way I've done the book is you've got to have these experiences which are going to shift your belief, but they've got to be layered on the learning you need to have. So basically each chapter has a lesson, a challenge, which is a journey you need to go on for the next period of time. And then I've given you the rules, strategies, and mindsets which will help you be successful on that challenge. So like the rule number one, <clears throat> the, the first lesson is learn how to get out the door with the right attitude. And what the whole point of this is you've got to learn to put it in your life. Yeah. You know, and until you can actually fit it in your week, it's never going to happen. And I often say this to people who think about joining our program is there's always a good reason not to start today. And often it's justified. You know, it, it is busy. You are going on holiday soon. You know, you have got the kids right now. But there's always going to be a good reason not to start tomorrow because there will always be something else tomorrow. So the first thing we're going to get you to do is decide to make this change. But then once we're going to do that, we're going to make sure you're learning the right lesson. And the first lesson you need to do is how do I fit it into my week? How do I prioritize it? Now, when we think about that around the beginner, well, what are the barriers they're going to face? Well, one of the barriers they're going to face is they're fearful of the exercise and they're worried it's going to be hard. So in that chapter, one of the rules is the exercise has to seem extreme, almost stupidly easy, both physically and mentally. Because if you're thinking it's going to be hard, there's less chance you're going to do it. Whereas if I say to you today, if you're someone listening to this, if I say to you today, do you think you could do five, three five-minute walks this week? Of course I can, but that's that's not too, that's not enough. I'm not going to get results. So then the next rule is you're not allowed to measure the physical results. Because at this stage, we're not actually trying to get your physical results. We're trying to get you into the habit in your week. So the only thing we measure is did you get out the door? And that's what we learn is what are those tools that you need to learn to get out the door? Like you and I, we know how to pack our bag the night before. We know how to, when the alarm goes off, we know the mindset we need to get out of bed. You know, we know, and those are skills these people need to develop. And so I basically thought of what are those layers that they need to think about, but also what are the barriers of someone who's a beginner is going to face as they work through this journey? And then what strategies are going to help them be successful? And then, so then at the end of that period, they've basically done 12 exercise sessions in a month. What they've really learned is how do I fit it into my week? You know, how do I get out and do three sessions a week and all the planning that goes around that? So that we've set up that first layer. Then we go, okay, well, if you want to be motivated, we've got to find a movement you love. You know, because if you can find a movement you love, there's a much higher chance you're going to stick at exercise. Like you love cycling, of don't course. you? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. With a passion. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and, and you you so much you think in the world when you're out on a bike ride, you know, like you love cycling, and and I love running. Like I, I love t- I love the gym as well, but mate, I live in the hills, going for a run, pumping music, being nature, running, running fast, in heaven. Now the thing about movement is there's a million different movements, and a million different people love those movements. So if we can help you find a movement you love. One of the biggest pieces of exercise gets out of the way because motivation is no longer hard because you want to be doing the movement. But in that chapter there, I've also got to consider, well, I'm going to have to put you in environments where you're trying movement. I know you're going to be vulnerable and insecure. And you're probably thinking everyone's looking at you. So I've got to give you the tools and strategies that allow you to be successful around that. Then from there, well, now we've found your movement, we've got you prioritizing it. We've got to find your community. Because if we can give you into a community where you see feel a sense of belonging, that's the next piece of the of the motivation piece, which is absolutely huge. So, and when I talk about community, community is you've got great leaders, like great leaders who understand someone like you. You've got there's there's a sense of belonging in the community. You know, you talk about your class, everyone comes along and you make them feel belonging. You know, that's your class is a great community. And I guarantee anyone who knew comes into your class, pretty quickly they feel part of your community. You know, and that's because you're a great leader who's creating a community around your class. And all good, all movements have great communities within them. There are also bad ones. There are also exercise facilities and providers who aren't that good at community. And I talk about this in the book. People think convenience is a motivator. So you may think to yourself, you know what? I've, 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 I really, I've tried everything and I've actually, I really enjoy boxing. And there's two boxing gyms, three boxing gyms in my, my city. And one's five minutes away, so I'm going to join that one because it's close to home. And because it's close to home, I won't have a barrier. Well, convenience isn't a motivator. If, if the one that's 30 minutes away, actually, I was, up in, I was up in Wellington a few weeks ago talking to Rach, you know, Rach, and yep. she was talking about there's a guy in Wellington who's doing a hip-hop step class. Have you heard of this? No. I think it's out in the heart. He's doing like a hip-hop step class. Okay. I don't know much about it. And I think it's kind of like 90s music, kind of old uh, school hip-hop. No, I know. Uh, John. Yeah, okay. Money. Well, apparently there's a lady who drives 40 minutes each day to do his class. Amazing. That, that's, that's a community, eh? Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, and that's what we've got to get people to find. We've got to get them to find a community where you've got that level of belonging because it's worth driving an extra 25 minutes because you'll keep driving back. Whereas you choose convenience, it's actually not convenient because you're not going to go back. You know, and so this is what I'm trying to do in this book is I'm trying to give those layer, those lessons through experiences, which are well guided for people who have struggled. And so they know how to actually navigate through those lessons. And yeah. the whole idea is that it's the books, basically each challenge is probably about a month long. Some of them are a little bit longer, but basically it's like a year journey. But if you follow the pathway of this book then you'll start seeing change quickly because instantly you're going to start moving. But in a year, you have set the foundation to actually be a lifetime lover of exercise. And that's what it's all about. You know, we, we, we've got to get people to where we are, where it's not just yo-yo. It's actually, I know how to exercise in my life for the long term. Yeah, it shouldn't be about fashion, should it? Um, you know, we move in and out and yeah. um, this feels comfortable. This is this is cool, I'll do this. But it is it is lifestyle. Like I say, we're designed to move. Mate, that book, you can say it's a it's a lifetime in the making, right? Yeah, yeah, but definitely from, it is. But. From go to woe, and I know you would have poured your absolute heart and soul and everything you have in, into yeah. this, which I think is amazing. And the fact, oh, I just commend the bravery that it takes for you to, to put that passion and those, and those words down on paper. Do you know what? It has been really, it's, 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 
I, I my insecurities in life are a little bit around position. Sometimes I'm fearful of losing position, which is as a, an insecurity I always have to work through. Yeah. Um, I have a little bit of insecurity around finances, which is stupid because I've actually made my money, but I was poor when I was a kid. So that's something I always have to work through. Yeah. Um, and this has been a quite an insecure experience for me as well, because I, you know, as you say, it's a, I've committed, I've seriously spent 10 hours a week for two years on this, 10 to 15 hours a week for two years. Now I'm very lucky that I have a life where I can do this and I can do this in a way where if it doesn't sell one book, it's not going to affect their life. You know, I'm, I'm in a position in life. I invested well when I was younger. So I'm in a position in life. And we actually, we've, we chose to self-publish the book for reasons I can talk about if you want to. But so we use the publishing company, but you pay. So so yep. we've basically spent like 40,000 bucks on the book. I've spent two years. I've probably, it's probably been a $150,000 project. It could go nowhere. And, and, and there's a real high chance that's the case. You know, like the, lots of books go nowhere. Now, admittedly, it's going really well at the beginning, so that's encouraging. Um, but it does, there's a lot of fear around that because there's yeah, a lot of, of insecurity, you know, like you want to succeed in this thing and you've given so much time and energy into it. And I remember last week, because I kind of, I kind of, you know, we finally finished everything and it was kind of like two days before we are putting it out there. And you just, you're like, what if it sells nothing? You know, and and the, the thing I've always got to go back to is a, I'm very lucky that I'm in a position in life where I can be the guy who does the passion project. Yeah, you know, you know, like this is a passion project, and I can put time and resource into something which potentially could go nowhere. But B, I fundamentally believe in the thing I'm trying to put out there. Like, I, people need to be moving, and not enough people are, and we haven't got great solutions for them. And so I do believe there's a massive need for this. And so um, as even if it does go nowhere, which first signs are showing it is going to go somewhere, which is, which is really great. But at least I fought the right fight. Yeah. You know, you know, at least I tried to make it work on that front. And it's, it's really important because I just, our lives are better if we've got movement in it and not enough people are moving, but also when they try to bring movement in, they don't actually have a plan that can help them. And that's the gap I wanted to fill. Yeah, and it's amazing too to hear you say that because th there's a level of confidence that's required to actually get to a state where you're prepared to to, to do yeah. something like a book, as brave as a book, to put your words down um, and be the expert in a world of experts, right? Because everybody does have yeah. an opinion. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're doing the right thing. But I can guarantee people, if you are in a position where you need some motivation or even better, like we say about being a beacon of hope within your family or community. Like mm. if you know someone who needs a boost, who you think deserves the level of attention and care of an absolute legend and expert like Bevan to just get them on a pathway to, to having a richer, more energetic, more fulfilling life to empower them just to, to, to embrace everything that life has to offer and be the best version of themselves, then get them the book, right? Oh, then get, and, yeah. then get them the book. I'm going to talk to two people here. First of all, the person who's sitting on the fence not exercising. Yeah. Because I actually think the hardest decision they need to do is make change. I think that's the hardest decision because, again, there's always a good reason not to start. And, and if you're listening to this right now and you're not exercising, what I'm doing is saying the book's 37 bucks. Come on, it's a, it's a dinner out. You know, you can afford it. You know, there's... It, I get that there might be a certain level of society who can't afford to $37 on a book. 
but it's a very small level. And, and even those who may be struggling financially, I guarantee you probably waste 35 bucks on something in your week. And it's not because I'm trying to make money off you. Because here's the thing I was telling you before about why we self-published. We self-published because we want to control the business model. And what that means is when I published a book a few years ago, and basically you make like $3 a book, you, you know, because the publisher takes all the risk, but they kind of make all the money as well. And I'm not complaining. That publisher was great. All good. Whereas with this book, we make a lot more money per book. So we make the majority of the profit. But what we're doing is every dollar we make, we're reinvesting to try to get more people to buy the book. Like we're not, we're not going to be taking money out of this book because the, the purpose of the book is to get as many people moving as possible. So basically every dollar we make, now at this moment we're trying to collect the money and then in about three weeks from now we're actually going to see a marketing company and figure out how we can market the book to get people to buy it. Yeah. Um, but basically that's what we're going to do. So first of all, make a decision to make a change. And then ideally this book's a really good plan to follow which will help you be successful in that. Because again, what most people do is that they they make a decision and then they make all the wrong decisions. And they go back to that place where they end up just quitting and saying, oh, I don't like exercise, I can't be successful. Instead of going, actually, maybe I just didn't have a good plan. Um, and then secondly, if you are somebody who is moving, and I know you've got, a, obviously you've got a lot of people who listen to this, is if you can support the book, it'd be really great. And the way you do it is, is you could get it and read it yourself because it's you'll probably find like it's interesting. I was doing my podcast with a triathlon. I do a triathlon podcast, which I've been doing for years. And the other guys, like one of you see on the top triathlon coaches, and he and he said, I wouldn't know where to start with beginners. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of fit people don't actually know that beginner experience. So if you want, you could read it yourself, but point people towards it. You know, you know, because we've all got people in our life who need health and fitness. And one of the problems for fit people is unfit people don't listen to us because they don't think you understand them. Yeah. You know, like Adam, well, he's just stupidly fit. He doesn't get my life, you know? And so what I'm trying to do is trying to say, well, look, I may not understand, but this book seems to be a really good thing that you could look at. Um, and the thing that's really important for the book is that someone can pick it up and go, I can do this. You know, I was inspired by a guy called Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey is a kind of America's biggest financial advisor. He content creator, he's huge. And what Dave Ramsey does really well is he makes people think that you can do what he advises you. And so he gets you on the pathway. And he, and he, as he grows you in that wise pathway. And that's what, I, when you read the first chapter of this book, again, do you think you can do three, five minute walks a week for four weeks? You know, and even what, what if you've got bad knees? Well, do you think you could jump on a stationary bike for five minutes? Yeah. Yep. Well, and then if you got, if you use my rules and strategies, I can get you there. And that's so important. So, you know, those would be the, what I'd say around the book. And the, and the website is www.passionaboutexercise.com. Passionaboutexercise Passionaboutexercise.com. Yep. And it's, it, and it's making those levels of success accessible, right? Yeah. Really Understand, understanding the victory and just what we may view as minute ach achievements, but they are significant. Well, so like in the chapters, one thing I talk about in the chapter is like that first chapter is you're not going to have a yes but. You know, you, you, people who are unsuccessful with exercise are really good at yes buts. So they're doing well. Yeah, but I'm still not what I used to be. Or yeah, but my mate's better than me. Or yeah, but I'm still struggling to get out the door, even though they're getting out the door and being successful. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, these are the lessons these people need to learn is how do you overcome the hurdles that are going to stop you from being successful? And, I, I, you know, there'll be things in the future I'll go, I wish I could have added to this. But generally think, generally speaking, I think I've got the majority of the things that people need and need to be able to do that. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. 
It's that quality of one more. Eh? I, I, I saw that recently on another podcast. The guy was talking about his father, who was an alcoholic, but his his whole thing was just one more day, and his oh, son really? was on the verge of 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 giving up a, a lifetime dream, chasing a chasing a business that had poured his passion into, and he was going, "Dad, I've had enough. I've just got to give up." And he said, "Mate, just give it one more day." Yeah. And he said, "When you get to the end, just give it one more day." And he, and he yeah. did, and it was seven yeah. seven years ago. He said. Each day he got to that point and it became, and again, never became easier, but the, but the absolute resolution to keep going, to keep pushing. And as I say, mate, one more day could be one more minute, one moment yeah. in a conversation, yeah. could be one yeah. minute of exercise, could be yeah. one footstep after another. Yeah. Could be one, yeah. mate, could be one purchase of a book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, what I love about a book is that it is, it's a constant reminder. Like you put it on your shelf and it'll be there for you. Yeah. So you don't have to file it and forget it. It can be sitting yeah. on your shelf. It can be sitting on your table. Um, you can go and grab it at any stage in life and you can do a hard reset because life's yeah. full of second chances, right? And the opportunity yeah. just to reinvent yourself. And yeah. I firmly believe that this book gives everybody the opportunity to do that. Um, and for you to be able to put that down in words, bro, um, like an outstanding outstanding achievement and I, I think knowing knowing your story and and um, a lot of people that know you potentially don't know where you've come from and the fact that you did basically come from rock bottom you had a period in your yeah. life that was as yeah. dark and, 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 as dark and, as it can be and the thing about that now like I'm far from perfect and I've got my struggles so I don't want to make it that I'm perfect but um like I couldn't spell like, it's funny because I have overcame drugs and alcohol. But the thing I'm most proud of is I remember I started writing for my local newspaper and that's probably one of the proudest days of my life because I couldn't spell the, you know, like, yeah. you know, and I'm far from the perfect spelling nowadays. I'm, actually, I'm pretty good. And my grammar's average, but but I couldn't spell the. Like, I remember going to the, I remember going to the doctor when I was about 18, 19, going to the doctor and they gave you the forms to fill out. And I couldn't, I couldn't spell my street name. I could spell my name and that was it. And I, and I had to go up to the desk and say, oh, excuse me, can you please, my street name is this. Highly embarrassed. Like yeah. shame. Yeah. You know, because spelling's kind of like walking, everyone can do it. And that's not true. Not everyone can do it. But like, I, I just had no basic life skills. And, you know, and then within six years, because I, I, I did spelling lessons with Reader Rabbit, which is like a kid's program after work with five-year-old sitting next to me. Yeah. And then, you know, and then five, six years later, I wrote a piece for my local newspaper and I, I'll never forget that day. You opened the paper and I wrote a piece, you know, and it's like, it's just that thing. And if you're willing to grow, you can overcome your hardest things. And yeah. It's such an, you know, you, even if you're in your, if you're listening to this right now, you're in your toughest moment, there is a way forward if you're willing to move, do the work around it. Um, and, you know, and, and that to me is one of the most powerful messages of life. And I guess it's true what they say: uh, the dark, uh, the darker it gets, the brighter the light at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is what cool. What's amazing about that is if you can overcome your biggest things, everything else seems way smaller. Yeah. You know, like I like I remember when I gave up drinking and drugs, and I was a, I was twenty four seven. You know, not not good. I remember going out dancing the first time sober. You know, and, and you're so self aware, and you think everyone's looking at you. And then you get up and you kind of, you know, you do kind of a sideways shuffle for one dance. And, and, and then you realize eventually everyone's pissed. They're not even thinking about you. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what happens is you, you, you get put in these situations where you have to grow. 
And with that comes confidence. You know, that, you know, eventually I was, I was, I was nowadays, if I, not that I go out dancing a huge amount, but I'm often the first guy on the dance floor. Like I've been to concerts and people go, what do you want, mate? And I'm like, mate, yeah, I know. Yeah. Every day of your life, Bevan, let's face yeah. it. What do you want, mate? <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I just think, you know, if you're willing to work on the hard stuff and, and, and I do think you need good people around you and you do need good plans. It's not just, Hey, I want to work. Cause I think, you know, you, you need to be wise in how you approach it. But if you are willing to do and work on the hard stuff and you are wise in how you approach it, it's a pretty exciting future ahead. Just the confidence to be yourself and, and no one's better at it than you, eh? Like, you know, inherently that, that energy that surges through you, it, it is infectious and contagious and it is absolutely inspiring. It's awe-inspiring to see you in your element. And I love that. And I've always been continuously inspired by every interaction, mate. So I just want to say thank you for the part that you've played in just being, uh, uh, I'd say, a rock for me in, in terms of a role model. Um, and like I say, you're, you're open about the fact that nobody's perfect. Yeah, no, no far from it. Nobody but is. You've, you've learned so much and you've, you've continued to evolve. You've had this, this maintain this curiosity and this level of energy and your capacity to love others. Um, is unrivaled um, in your enthusiasm. Like, I love what you said, bro. Be the dog. Yeah. Like, yeah, be the be dog. dog. And that's, that sums you up yeah. to a, that sums you up to a T. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mate, I've kept you for a, for a, for a long, long time. I, I just want to say, I'll go give you some love back, mate. Adam, as much as you're very generous to me and it's very nice, thank you very much. I, mate, you do great work. You, mate, you're, you're very special what you do. And thank you. Uh, you're caring for people. Like you're you're such a character, you know. You're such a funny guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you get a chance to say, hang out with Adam, you're always going to have a good time because he just knows how to have fun in life. And it's and I think in many ways that's probably what you're best known for. But it's it, but well, no, I don't know if that's true. But you're definitely known for that because you're bloody funny. But um, you're just your genuine caring for the people in your world is such a, such a beautiful thing to have. And it's, and I guarantee you, you probably don't even comprehend how important that is to the people in your world. So keep being you, mate. Thank you, mate. That, that, yeah. that means a lot. Yeah. I just, you just get, get busy doing you eh? and like time mm-hmm. for reflection, I think is important. And for me to stop on that bike ride and say, fuck, you know what, to be happy with where you are as a byproduct of being who you are. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. fuck, what's better than that? It's yeah, just, exactly. it. it's just so liberating, and it shows that all of the hurdles that you have to jump over, it's worth it. Yeah. You know, all of those moments where you hesitate. You know, I, I, I don't want my children to live a life where they're full of what ifs. You yeah. know, I want them, to, I want them to fucking go for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and, nice. and like yeah. you say, at the end of the day, they know that they've got people like us in their lives that they can, they can lean back on if they need to. Yeah. But, but all we're gonna say is just lean back into life. And fucking yeah, nice. go for it because it's a pretty incredible world. And, and having the, the great thing about the industry that we live in, we have people, we understand that there are people like us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know definitely. what I mean? Like, like yeah. there's, so, there's such solidarity talking to Maru and Solerio about the, the, the solidarity and purpose that just flows through us. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you connect and you're just right, fuck, I, lo- I love when you can, if sometimes there's solitude involved in just trying to be who you are. But then you realize there's a whole lot of other people out there that are exactly like you, that are in tune, that are just fucking going for it and yeah. living a life that, that they hope, that we hope will inspire others to do the same. Yeah, it's awesome, eh? 
that's what that's what hype is mate and i yeah. always get i just get goosebumps talking about it yeah i love it do you know that's i awesome. just get goosebumps talking about it um bro i'm gonna put you on the spot here and this is a moment where you get to sh get to shine if there's one piece of advice or wisdom or something that you'd like to share with our viewers and listeners prior to our um departure from this podcast um that would be amazing i love the saying keep being you i love that saying and, and if you're hearing that right now and you feel a bit of dissonance because of that probably means because you're not being you um and when you feel you're losing yourself as a person is when you're moving away from that core of who you are and i think what if i just say to you keeping you you know what that means you know what I mean? Like anyone listening to this right now, if you, just, if you just hear me say, keep being you, and you would be just authentic to that. You know, I think most of us know, what, now, there might be some people who are a bit lost, but I think generally speaking, most of us know what that is. And that's a really nice way to live your life is, you know, if I just keep being me, I'm going to be all right. And it's a really, help, if I'm going to share anything, it'd be just that. I, I love that, bro, because you know, when you're in a situation or in an environment or in company where you're not being yourself, yeah yeah and totally yeah and you're finding you have to be someone else or take on certain traits that just aren't you and you can feel yeah. it right it's uncomfortable yeah totally so yeah. have the bravery to step out of it it's okay to leave people behind eh? it's okay to leave groups oh, behind it's important it's important yeah because, because it's about being the best version of yourself and if you're not in an environment yeah. that allows you to do that or people that accept you for it then yeah move totally. find a group yeah. find it find a community um bro an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Like, like appreciate appreciate you as a as a um, as a human being first and foremost, as a group fit instructor, as an author, um, just a high level operator in everything that you do, and it's inspiring to me and many others. Um, peeps, if you can get out there and and certainly buy the book, uh, purchase the book, or go on the website, um, that would be amazing. I'm going to yeah. purchase the book. I'm going to give, I'm going to give a book away to one of our um, oh, listeners cool. or viewers. I'll put that on the page. Absolutely. Right. And certainly I'll buy a couple of, a couple of copies because I know that there are people in my life that will benefit from this as well as benefit from this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also great to have solidarity, mate. I want to wish you all the very best um, for the book, for your endeavors. I can't wait to see what's next for you. Yeah. Well, to be honest, what's next is trying to make this get as many people moving. So hopefully there's, there's future endeavors in front of me, but this next moment, it's just, let's get this thing happening. Because again, if, if this book gets people moving, how cool would that be? Let's let's all embrace it. Let's be the dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's what's up, licking you? <laughs> that one time, actually, that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Let all be the dog. Um, if you can be anything, as always, be kind first to yourself, and it puts you in pole position to be kind to everybody and everything that you touch. Nothing is more inspirational. Again, be brave enough to be you. There's no one like you on the planet. You're one of a kind, and we fucking love you for it. Until next time, this is episode number 46. Adam and Bevan James Iles, thank you so much. Peace and love as always. Take care. See you, team. Thanks, mate.